technically speaking. Technically speaking. Why do you have to put an emphasis on that? I name? just really like that name. Okay, well, I'm just Nick. I'm Tat Wizard. It's it's a fad, it's a fake, it's bull, it's this, it's that, it's gonna come and go. Technically speaking. Tech tech technically speaking. Welcome back to another episode of Technically Speaking. Technically speaking. Thank you so much, Tat. I'm just Nick. I'm Tat Wizard. Almanac Tat, we like to call him. And you see who's back with us. Had to have her back because the conversation literally could have kept going the last time she was here. We call her a conundrum. Alquincia, how are you? Thank you for Fantastic. Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. Definitely interested in this conversation. Listen, and let's just <laughs> deep dive into it because the question that most people should be asking is, will a robot take my job? Mm. They're probably already doing that. Yes. But there's definitely more to come. So you want to deep dive into it, Tad? Um, I mean... I, just to get to the short of it, yes, a robot will take your job, 100%. Now, does that mean you shouldn't learn AI or you shouldn't learn how to operate or whatever the case is? No, because then maybe the robot is just taking over for the labor of your job and you get to operate the robot or you get to, you know, give it tasks to do and make sure that it does those tasks and then you still receive some sort of income based off of that. So you should still know what's going on. But yeah, a robot is coming for those ones, 100%. Let's hit them with some stats. I believe I read something on your page that said that Amazon had 750,000 robots employed. Yes. yes. That's a lot of robots. That's a lot, especially compared to their, their staff, right? So they have 1.5 million, I think, um, total. And then wow, so, so that's half. Right, and so now you're at the point where, like you said, they are. And so when we look over it, I like to use history too as a guide mm-hmm. from the when we were in the agricultural state and to the revolutionary and in, in terms of uh, tech, right? So mm-hmm. when, not tech, but I'm sorry. Um, what revolution? Oh, the um, industrial, industrial, industrial revolution. Uh, industrial, yeah. I'm sorry. Industrial revolution. We saw this before. Mm-hmm. So people may not know, but there were people actually burning down factories, mm-hmm. you know, when when that came around and mm-hmm. they were having the same complaints. Or oh, we remember the story of John Henry versus the steam engine, right? So that whole narrative of man versus machine, it's been here. Mm-hmm. And so now we're facing it. And t- typically you have two sets of people, those who are at the beginning of the revolution and then those at the end. Those in the middle, we don't really feel it because it's just our creature comfort is life. Mm-hmm. So we're now at the forefront with the end of this one and we're at the forefront of this new revolution. And so now it is moving to me though faster because by being tech, machine is built you know at a certain speed tech and software mm-hmm. and then it's infused into machine now mm-hmm. yeah this is moving and i think that one of the differences is too a lot of people will tell you okay we just learn how to repair the robot or just learn how to it's not the same it's not the same as like you know okay i'm going to work on the tractor okay so mm-hmm. i had to plow when i had the oxen right now right. i'm going to learn the tractor mm-hmm. and learn the parts for that it's not the same because mm-hmm. the skill sets for tech especially now in software yeah right you really have to have a base knowledge yeah. that most people don't have yeah 
And if you don't think it's around you, just look at some of the everyday thing you, things you do. For example, last time I was in an airport and I ordered my food, it was all digital. Mm. There was no servers. Mm-mm. You know, when I go shopping, you rarely see somebody over there at the checkout counter. It's all, hey, go to the self. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's happening already. You know, even with Amazon, what's the company that's going to have the airdrops? Or they're not even... Oh, that, that the, Amazon is one of them. Walmart, yeah. too. Walmart. Drones. Yeah. yeah. They're doing a drone Drones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. Delivery service, pizza delivery. You know, everybody's doing it. And so now... And, and the thing that gets me, too, is that for most people, we're in that conundrum where... <laughs> they see what com- you did there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were complaining about these low-skill, low-labor, repetitive jobs until they're no longer. Mm-hmm. And so... You have it where on one side, they're saying, okay, wait, 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 they're taking our jobs. But even the consumer is kind of rooting for the robot now because we're getting such poor customer service. Yes, True. Yes. So it's really in that between like, mm, I don't know, I kind of like the robot. She don't have attitude, right? She mm-hmm. don't have issues. Right. Mm-hmm. So, if it could give me Chick-fil-A service, I'm cool. Okay, because those are the most friendliest people that you will ever meet, all right? Right. Give me that, I'm cool with the robot. Right. Until it goes haywire. Uh, and goes into like a whole iRobot situation. <laughs> that's that's the part that scares me because at some point they're going to malfunction or they're going to become smarter than us, and and that's scary for me. Well, yes, those are kind of two different things. Both may end up with blood, but yes, I, I understand what you're saying. Mm. Um, but I mean, look, they they've been they've been prepping us for this for a long time, right? They've been taking us into a cashless society. That's phase one, Mm -hmm. right? Because once you don't have the need to hand a physical dollar in, Mm -hmm. you have less of a need for somebody to take a physical dollar in. Um, And then now, you know, what's going on, um, what Akinundra just said, uh, with the the median jobs, like the very low-paying service, I guess, industry maybe, or whatever they are, those, all the jobs that they keep saying, oh, we have plenty of jobs, so we're not in a recession. But that's really what the jobs are, is mm-hmm. a lot of low-paying jobs that even if you had two of those, wouldn't make your ends meet, right? Right. So they're populating the jobs with that. Um, then you also have people, or not people, companies, building factories and things in the country without announcing it because they're not looking for labor because they're building it with robots and they're going to make them automated so there won't be anybody there to employ so we're we're kind of like not that far away from this i mean wally is is right we saw wally the right. cartoon okay mm-hmm. yeah where we are living almost in that wally end result world, right? right? And so it's us too because the biggest disruptor, past, present, and future of any industry is convenience. Mm -hmm. When you add convenience into it, you can literally birth an industry and you can kill an industry. So now we're seeing that our own literal behavior, our just regular consumer behavior, Mm. that convenience is is being driven. So it's kind of like we feel like, wow, we're literally you know, offing ourselves because we want that convenience, but then at the same time, at what cost? And so now we're in that situation where we're looking around like, okay, so you have these jobs, these low-level jobs. But so for me, what I'm also interested in, and I did a video on, is you cannot move people that fast into this new segment of work. What happens? And then I posted a video, and they're called the useless class. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
So that is, okay, the Such narration, you saw that video? Yeah, the narration video. in the video says, as we move forward, say you have a 40-year-old taxi driver. And then if you have now cars that are self-driving, mm-hmm. well, what do you do with him? You can't teach him a new sc- skill. He's probably not a creative person. So then he's the useless class. Mm-hmm. And so now the government has to find a way to keep you busy, distracted, and then give you just a minimal amount of income to keep you fed and just to kind of bide your time until you're no longer here. Yep. And that's the useless class. And they're doing it through gamification. Mm -hmm. So there was already a sort of, to me, pseudo version of this run in the Philippines Mm -hmm. where there was that game um, Axie Infinity. Yep. And so people were paying um, you to run the Axie Infinity game. So it has a monetization. It has um, this whole little system where you could earn money. And so... They were getting paid way more than they get at a regular job. So they were all quitting their jobs. And it was based on a cryptocurrency that they had. Mm -hmm. So when the cryptocurrency crashed, of course, Mm -hmm. now they don't have money. So they're kind of homeless now. And they're kind of like, what do we do? Mm -hmm. But I saw to see where this could actually happen. And they used the kid as an example. Like, if you put him in his room right now, gave him Fortnite, gave him his food, gave him all his creature comforts, he's not going to bother you. And we see the addiction on social media if we don't think people could just get caught into a mindless like, and then you see these like content mines or content forms in these other countries where you're just sitting there, you're just pushing out content and people are just consuming content. Yep. So you can see that once you can monetize that, that people were like, oh, I could stay on my phone and, and get paid all day. They could do it. Yep. So I see that's that that's the real things. Like, what do you do with all of the people who cannot transition over right. that fast? It's funny because I saw a video. I watch Elon Musk a lot because he's just so interesting. Mm. OK, um, but he talks about, you know, a society where we're not working and they have to come up with a system for all of us to make the same amount of money. And he's like, UBI. Well, yeah, universal, universal basic, basic income. income. So he's like, well, what happens then, you know, what do we strive for? Because we're very competitive pe- people by nature. And so he was saying that we would probably end up creating hobbies to help us live, I mm, guess. Mm-hmm. Because other than that, like, what are we living for? You know what I'm saying? Right. If we're all making the same amount of money and there's no class system or whatever, how do we move forward in that? And so when you mentioned that, it made me think about that because it feels like they're trying to push us towards that right. you know it's funny that you well that he referenced no class system right. anymore because <laughs> it kind of is the ultimate class it's system the ultimate class. exactly you know, it puts the upper class or whatever you call that into a different stratosphere and puts us the regular people that would need a UBI to mm-hmm. maintain below poverty yep it's just we wouldn't see it or feel it because we're being taken care of. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if you think about it, truthfully, it just goes back. It's history repeating itself. It goes back to feudalism. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, the concept of middle class was an American invention. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that. There was no promise based on, or oh, I went to school, so this is the amount of money that I'm going to achieve. Mm-hmm. It was really 
bloodline based or mm-hmm. merit based, right? Mm-hmm. So this is where we were. And now we got comfortable in an illusion and a delusion. Mm-hmm. And so we come up with these insane expectations. Mm-hmm. And so now that experiment is no longer sustainable. That's just really what it boils down to. It's not sustainable. And the only way we even were able to maintain our middle class illusion was by exploiting other people around so mm-hmm. we could have goods at right. a cheaper cost. Enter so, the scammer. Exactly. So now we've exploited everyone. And when we go to other nations and now we have them to produce our goods, we then put put money in their hands so we make them money. So now they're empowered. And so now you're just running out of slaves. So I said now they got to recycle the ones that they have. Right. So it's no more going and funding different countries and stuff. You're going to do what you can. They're going to still try to extract as much as they can. Mm-hmm. But they can no longer keep up this illusion. So they have to break America in half mm. and it's like you really just have to reset the whole entire system because mm. it's not working mm. and so no there won't be any no class in fact you're going to get a bigger market of black market mm-hmm. you're going to get a bigger criminal class yep. that, you see what I'm saying because you even if you put us on a mid income I've seen what money feels like. You you can't like you know yeah. like don't act like I I don't know what money look like. Right. So if I'm sitting here with the basics and I'm still seeing oh boy over there ball out, because now you're having the same thing in China where they went from a third world country in the 80s, I mean a, a hyper hyper growth. Those children now they know what money looks like. Yeah. They know what opulence feels like, mm-hmm. and they're trying to restrict them back. They to that. have the biggest middle class structure exactly. on the planet now, yeah, and now they're not able to maintain it. So what are they doing? Lying flat is mm-hmm. what they call it. They're refusing to work. They're not participating in the system anymore. Mm-hmm. So they have complete apathy. So it's going to be real interesting when you're trying to actually give these people mid in America. Mm-hmm. That's that's going to be interesting. Yeah. So we named some of the jobs that people could potentially lose, like the taxi drivers. What are some others that people should be aware of that robots could easily replace that may be taken out? I just want to say I hope the taxi drivers lose their job. Oh, my God. I hate taxi drivers. (laughs) I just want to say that. That's the road rage in me. That's the East Coast. That's definitely an East Coast. That's definitely an East Coast. (laughs) That's definitely an East Coast sentiment. Um, I say anything that is repetitive. Anything that just like requires the same motion mm-hmm. over and over again, you need to look service, out. Service, service so, so, industry, service for sure. Anything Retail. that's like just motion based and it's repetitive. If your job is repetitive, you should be looking out, mm-hmm. regardless of what your job is. So you have that right. Anything that requires like a large volume of manpower, that's mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. because like even the construction. Those are gone. Mm-hmm. The bricklayer jobs, the painting jobs and stuff like that. Those are going to be gone. I, I found it very interesting. Speaking on, on that, the thing that happened in Florida where they passed the law and they were like, no immigrants can work your construction site anymore. Right. The only Americans can have those jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. But then no Americans wanted those jobs. Mm-hmm. And then. The builders are like, yo, this law is crazy. Why are you doing this to us? We're losing money, da-da-da. But guess what? That's going to pave the way so you can hire some robots, probably two-thirds of your regular budget, and then never have to spend maybe on some maintenance yearly or whatever, monthly, on on site repair, whatever. But that'll be how much lower than what your regular overhead would have been. And then that'll change from there to the – like – It'll never go back. No. I mean, it's the Hegelian dialectic. 
Yeah. So they want a particular action activity. They have to first create the problem and force you into needing a solution, and then they provide you with the solution they wanted you to have all along. Can mm-hmm. we just run that back real quick? Yes. <laughs> just want to hear that line one more time. Mm-hmm. So that is the Hegelian dialectic, whereby someone wants an activity or an action from you. So they're going to create the problem and then wait for you to require the solution, wait for your response, and then they're going to give you the solution that they wanted you to have all along. COVID. Yep. Oh, sorry, Super my allergies. I know, yep. uh, right? Something's Gosh. in the air. Mm. Something's in the air. And mm. so that 19. part right there is how they do it. So you're going to get that pain point where, like you said, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? Well, we got a robot. You know what I mean? Mm. And so now you're going to, even if you weren't on board with that system or you felt like morally conflicted about it, Cost-wise, you're going to see that they're going to show you the advantages of it. They're going to give you tax breaks on it. And now that we're going to that ESG and everything has to be green and everything has to. So they're going to, you know, colorful, make this really colorful for you. And then they're going to get you on board yep. and they get you exactly where they want you to, where, where they want you to be. Okay, tell yep. us ESG because we like to break down things for us. Yeah, our so watchers. right now the World Economic Forum has um, an ESG structure that they want all companies globally to follow through with and that's environment society and governance Mm. and so with that this is how you're getting all of these like go green initiatives that are pushed this is affecting and impacting every layer of humanity from private industry government everything so for example here in new york one of the measurements that are is being um, enacted that's impacting us just on a regular level pizza places what do i mean by that now they want everything electric, all electric ovens. Mm. So the pizza people are like, yo, 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 we need our gas ovens. And they're like, oh, no, we got to get these emissions down. So when people don't understand, like, this green initiative is not just going to impact you. So, for example, now they want a record and to track every vendor that you work with. So they're going to measure you green or brown, for example. Mm. So if I'm doing business with you, and we're looking over, okay, what are you doing for your emissions and what is your um, wattage like? And what is, you know, you have to report that. Mm-hmm. Say they measure you as brown. And then I'm working with you. I have to report all my vendors. So then that's going to impact my company score because you get a score for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get a score for this. So that's going to impact us. Some A lot of people don't know this, quiet is kept. Amazon is about to also require that of their sellers. So if you are a seller on Amazon, you're going to also have to That's be reporting crazy. on your vendors and what, yes. So this is this is going to be able to stop you or start you from getting loans, funding, and then eventually even operate. In the UK right now, if your house has not gone through and gotten its initiatives up, the roofing, the, uh, you know, everything, mm-hmm. you can't get a home loan. You, you cannot get a home loan now. So you cannot refi and you won't be able to sell your home. Wow. So this is this is very serious That's where they're going to and they're, and they're doing this like right now here in New York, the apartment that I moved out of um, my my the ex uh, my ex landlord. He told me right now they're putting in all electric stoves. He said and they're giving us like a fifty thousand dollar tax break. So all stoves, he said all the stoves now are going to be electric. So everyone is moving towards oh, wow. electricity. So that's one of the ESG measurements. And then social is another one. So the social one, that's for a whole nother time. Right. But yeah, that's affecting businesses in a major way. Mm, that's crazy. That is crazy. Wow. I have so many questions about that and, and why we would move to that 
Anyway, I mean, look at the cars. Twenty thirty is the is the is twenty thirty is the guideline for they want the vehicles electric. They want everything electric. I thought right. it was twenty fifty. All gas cars have to be off the road. Right. But by twenty thirty, yeah, twenty thirty, you, can only you can't sell. buy. Yeah, you right, can only right, sell. Right, That's right. so twenty thirty is that benchmark for like we're not we're no longer offering those cars. And in twenty fifty, like you said, it's going to be they don't want can't them even on have the road them on the road. All. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then it when is. you get into that, you get into the smart cities and you get into like how everything, if you ever watch that movie Time, mm-hmm. you know how every single thing is going to be tracked and allocated on that. So, yeah. And in the UK right now, they're having that where they're doing a practice run on one of these smart cities that's green. Mm. So what they did was in order to prevent traffic, they've cut off a lot of the through, through roads. So you have your allotted space mm-hmm. and I have my allotted space and I can only come and pass your your into your zone a certain amount of times a year or I have to pay what? for that. So it does not matter if your grandma live over there or your job is over yeah, so now congested pricing. And, and so they put up these cones and they said it was temporary. They were just testing it. So people were like, you're actually causing more traffic. It was like, it used to take me 15 minutes to get there. Now I got to go down this road, up this road, down this road. It's taking me 40 minutes. Mm. So they started going across the cones and they started protesting. They put up cement blockades. Mm. So and, and uh, So the people don't want it. But this is what's happening. And they're already talking about it here in Chicago. They're building these smart cities and redevelopment. Mm. It's here, y'all. Whether Mm. you want to recognize it or not. And again, that's what these conversations are for. That's Mm. wild. Girl, you teaching me so much today. (laughs) I'm like, I'm trying to think of what country I could move to. But see, and I I do try to tell people, too, one of the things that we, you know, during the the technology, the... um, Industrial Revolution. A lot of people thought it was over. Look at us, still living. Mm-hmm. Right. Look, look at us, still here, yeah. you know, still growing. So it's just a new environment. Right. And I always say, people say, more money, more... Problem. Uh-uh. More problems, more money. Mm. Mm. So what you have to do now is say, okay, every innovation is going to come with a set of problems. It's going to come with a set of inconveniences. What new can I bring to market what pain point can I relieve that can now get solve you some a problem and yeah. that's going to give me some income? Mm. Yep. So it's really that. So sometimes it may not be you moving into a technological field, more a human needs field, right? right? So, for example, displacement. Just, you know, like, oh, so where are these people going to go? Where are they going to live, right? Right. So one of the things that I would do, I don't know if I talked to you about it, just and I saw it actually come to light. Hmm. I said, okay, all of these people are homeless because there's a lot of homelessness right now. But people don't want to go into shelters. Most people they'll sleep in their cars because of their pride, their ego. Mm-hmm. Well, the shelters are also not necessarily conducive a place. with, yeah, like you know, not where a you, you want to go. Especially yeah. if you were a middle income earner and this is your first time experiencing sure. something yeah. like homelessness. So. What if people actually took a lot of this dead retail space and commercial space and this downtown parking lots and stuff Mm. and converted them to real motor ends? Meaning I buy this parking lot. I let you pull up, pull your car in, park, 
and I put security and then I put things around like maybe free Wi-Fi, maybe a little laundry center, some electricity. maybe some, you know, some little dining and eating area yeah. mm-hmm. and have that, you know, and actually put like a weight sensor on it. So you have your time, you know, there. Nobody else can use it. Right. That to me is repurposing something and it's solving a problem. Did right. you see the um, car that's going to be solar powered, which is dope, but it's like a... Uh, upside down triangle except for the flat edge of the bottom flat edge of the triangle is kind of round but the back edge opens up and becomes like a little not an apartment but like a little mm. mini living area I can so see so they're that. manufacturing yeah. cars expecting people that, to live in look them. at van life how that became a trending thing where mm. people are taking regular vans and turning them into more like miniature mobile homes mm-hmm. they're outfitting them yeah. and they're doing the nomadic life so to me, solving problems is looking at it and saying, okay, well, if I see a lot of people, for me, um, doing van life, I know one of the problems that's going to come is that where do you park legally? Where do you park safely? I would do an app for van life, like, boom, here are the places you could park. Here's the times. Here's this. You know what I mean? So right. it's just like sometimes it's not you building a robot or even learning how to build a robot. It's you learning how to address the human needs yeah. that mm. are going to come out of this and servicing them. These are great ideas. I'm going to need you to put a patent on these. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> is that... Okay, yeah. is this considered a patent? Because <laughs> copyright, okay. Yeah, Facts. I mean, you know, so but that, that, because we know that. We know what basic, we know Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We know what humans need at the end of the day. So if you can't address that, you can find a way to remedy the issues that are coming yeah. from this displacement. Mm. Communal living spaces are going to be a new thing. Like, did you see when I posted about the um, the pods, the sleep pods? Mm-hmm. So in Japan, or with China, they had sleep pods because a lot of people live in rural areas and then they work in a city which is super, super far. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they would have a sleep pod about the size of a coffin just to sleep in, go to work. And then they stay out in the, you know, day all day and then they just run up in there and go to sleep and that's it. So when I saw that, we could never I need a sleep pod. <laughs> right. We could never imagine that, right? We were like, no, 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 no. But I knew, I said, no, with this new um, eviction and this foreclosure crisis, we are going to learn how to multi-purpose these. Um, Airbnb is gone. Turn these into short-term rentals mm-hmm. instead of that Airbnb, right? So this woman, she actually created a new Americanized version of the sleep pod. So it's much bigger. It's like a, it's a bunk bed. It's enclosed, so it's capsulated. Mm-hmm. But when you're in there, you have like a little shelf. You have some little stuff in there. Now, what she did was in, a, uh, in, in San Francisco, so it's tech. A lot of people make money, but it's real expensive. Mm-hmm. So she appealed to people in the PhD programs, people who are just starting their jobs. Smart. She has a house that she turned put fourteen sleep pods up in there. She renting the sleep pods out for eight hundred. So what? she's making over fourteen stacks. I think is the math on it, if I'm not mistaken, about fourteen stacks in one house. Wow. And so they're in the sleep house now. The living room is communal. The kitchen is communal. It's Bathroom. like a dorm. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. And so most women, you would first look at that and be like, mm-mm. Let me tell you something. Try it in your car two, three nights. Good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're going to be it, running it, up in that sleep house. Yeah, because at least you'll be flat, you know? Right. You know what I mean? And at least you're in a place where it's kind of like, okay. And then you even have the seniors right now who are facing... What do I do? I have this home. My interest rate is soaring. Somebody made a, 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 a app called Boommates for Boomers. Mm. So they're putting 
Older people, it's a it's an app Boommates for you to crazy. find. Isn't that yes. cute? Wait, this, what is it? Boommates, like boomers. So roommates. So you're yeah. looking for oh an elderly Lord. person to roommate with, instead. You right? Because they're like, I'm alone. I can't afford my rent. So elderly people, girl, it's the Golden Girls. All, that's what Golden Girls was. Yeah, all of the old much. women that part. moved up together. And that's what they're doing. Or they're pairing people like, say, a senior citizen mm -hmm. is pairing with a traveling nurse mm. or a PhD student. Mm. See, it's things. It's just it, like right now that, that feels natural, right? Like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Yeah, in the I'm world. not mad yeah. at that. See, so I think that when we start to think like this, mm -hmm. that's where you'll see the opportunity. Yeah, gems right now, gems. My brain is just like doo -doo 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 -doo. my retirement plan now consists of looking at RVs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because if you were to get a lot, and even if you created something like that, then they would have somewhere. And, I mean, the cities have tried it, too. They've let, like, in L.A., you know, where it's, like, homelessness is rampant. Yes. Yes. They've started to let people, they find a little, a lot, a recreational park, and then they do lock the gate. But that's really it. You just get the gate locked yeah. for you. And I'm like, yo, if you really outfit that out. Because some of these people, these are not drug addicts. They're not transients. They're not, you know, they're just people who were one paycheck away yep. yeah. from homelessness. Yeah. You know, and we're going to get this eviction crisis. This is, I mean, what? how many people in Atlanta? I think there's like 147,000 that are being evicted right now mm. in Atlanta. It's, this is about to be no, enormous. it's bad. It's bad. I hope you're paying attention, okay? <laughs> because we're just trying to give you some tools to not get caught up in this. Uh, and I think that uh, you answered the question I was going to ask you is, you know, well, how can people prepare mm -hmm. for, you know, the overall topic was the robots taking over. So how can people prepare by, you know, looking for jobs that they can get into, things that they can create so that they're not, you know, left behind? And yeah. Yeah. And you, I think the best thing that you can do to prepare is understand that denial is not a hedge of protection. If you mm -hmm. you you, you think avoiding it is going to make it not come, yeah. it'll all settle out. Mm -hmm. no, I want people to away. understand. If you don't understand anything else about is this coming or is this going to happen, it is for fact coming. It has to happen. They're planning for it to come. They need it to come. They're telling you it's going to come. They're telling you that they're going to break the economy. They're telling you that in order to correct inflation, we have to reduce the spending power. So we mm. have to take your jobs. We have to take your money. This is so these layoffs are strategic. This yeah. is not something that they're trying to fight against. No. Nope. So they want it and they want it as an attitude adjustment. They yep. got tired of people feeling themselves and thinking that they were important as employees. They want you back to your begging. If you want to study something, watch Cinderella Man, the movie. It's about the Great Depression. And it's a couple of scenes in there that'll really land. Like there were about 200, 300 people at a warehouse behind the gate begging him. And he comes out as a foreman. Okay, I only need five people today. You, you, and you. Mm -hmm. And they, they're about to fight each other for this job. One guy gets hurt, and he knows the guy, right? He got hit in the ribs. He knows, like, if you're sick or anything, they'll throw you off the line. Mm -hmm. He's in there with broken ribs, working. You know what I'm saying? Hauling, and he looks at the guy like, please don't say nothing. Because that's how serious it was. Mm -hmm. Where they're coming to cut off people's power. And the lady is like, please don't cut my power off. My kids have the flu. It's in New York. It's 20 degrees. He said, if I don't cut your power off, they're going to fire me and cut my power off. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it, we 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 going to be at that point. Yep. And if you now accept that that is what they're going to do, 
you can move accordingly. And start planning now. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, Alquincia, we appreciate you because you're always dropping facts. You see, we get quiet when she come around because we be like, word, yep. stop. Yep. Like, all that I'm info. taking yeah. mental notes right now for real. So how can people find you on social media? Yes, Aconundrum, A-K-A N-U-N-D-R-U-M on Instagram. That's really my primary home. I am moving and segueing into YouTube sort of yes. kind of, you know, eventually. That's more, where it's at. So you yeah. got to go there. You got to yeah. go there. So, yeah, but Aconundrum is where you can find me really on Instagram. Listen, her posts will make you <laughs> second guess everything. Like, wait, what? Is this really what's going on? So make sure you follow her. What's your social, man? T-A-T-W-Z-A. Tat Wizza, a.k.a. Almanac Tat. And of course, you can follow me. I am just Nick, J-U-S-N-I-K. And follow Technically Speaking mm-hmm. Podcasts on Instagram. We appreciate you. Technically speaking. Mm-hmm. That wraps up episode four. And Can I try it? We yeah. Technically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I had tried. I'm just saying. So we're just going to make you a permanent fixture at some point. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. yes. We just love I the information. Love so the next episode, I'm really into talking about gadgets. There's a gadget that I'm looking at, and Tat doesn't know it just yet, but that's what we're going to talk about because I'm excited. And so you have to stick around and find out about it, okay? All right. Thanks I so much I know. for watching. <laughs> Technically speaking. Technically speaking. Why do you have to put an emphasis on that? I name? just really like that name. Okay, well, I'm just Nick. I'm Tat Wizard. It's it's a fad. It's a fake. It's bull. It's this. It's that. It's going to come and go. Technically speaking. Tech, tech, technically speaking. <laughs>